Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Whoopi Goldberg, Nick Cannon, Chris Naw, BTS Jim and Parr, Moses J. Mosley, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Roll it. J.A.G. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up at NYC. Up on the train and the radio is all I need. In the fuse is the left news, holla at seats. It's an entertainment. Who became famous? Number one source of pop culture. Radio or not, we gon' chase it. That's entertainment. They better lessons from the ghetto time stages. Gotta make a change it. That's entertainment. Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget the tune. The bend is nice, the jazz is the better cruise. The original car, my win, cause you plan to to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Be serious about it. If you going to say anything rude and crude on the air, you will get disconnected. Again, be serious about it. That call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number one. Like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T H A T S Entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto Fourteen. That's Stiletto like the high heel shoe. S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy forty-one degrees. Uh, before I get started with the show today, I like to give a shout out to all my listeners out there. Thank you again for taking out the time out of your busy schedule to hang out with me on a Wednesday afternoon uh, or a Wednesday morning if you're in the uh, the West Coast or if it's Thursday if you're further east. Thank you once again for hanging out with me. Well, uh, before I get started with the show, I'd like to make a few announcements. Uh, this, also, this is the first it's February. And it is the first week of Black History Month, and uh, I did this last year. Every week throughout the month of February, I'm going to give you some black history facts um, at 15 minutes after the hour. So I'll give you some information about the black uh, leaders and, and heroes and inventors and philanthropists that have changed uh, the way we live today. And, uh, and it's just known facts that we were never taught in school that here in America that we never knew about it and even around the world. So it's good to get to know some more history about uh, black history. Um, Also, tune in 
Next Friday, February 12th, is going to be my annual Valentine's Day show. It's an all-music show at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Block Talk Radio. It's my annual Valentine's Day show where I play uh, some of my favorite love songs and slow jams from the R&B genre. So if you don't have anything planned on that evening, you just want to kick back and relax, Keep me company that evening. That's uh, next Friday, actually. Oh, no, I'm sorry, next Saturday, February 12th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on blogtalkradio.com, and I will also repost that show on Valentine's Day, which is Monday. Following Monday. Also, I want to give a shout out to my former co-host from the show Loco, that's Entertainment Rundown, David Romero. Well, he is doing a new venture. He is now a certified personal fitness trainer. Uh, you can book David as a personal trainer. Um, his prices are very reasonable. He only charges $40. If you want to get fit and you want to change your lifestyle, you can also uh, follow David on Instagram at davidloco12, that's D-A-V-I-D-L-O-C-O-12. He's also a part of the group Camp Gladiator, which is also on Instagram, at, and you can follow them as well at Camp Gladiator. And also at Join Salute, which is also on Instagram, that's J-O-I-N-S-A-L-U-T. He also has a website for all your wellness needs, from vitamins to protein shakes. You also you should check that out as well. That's pws.shakele, S-H-A-K-L-E-E dot com. And tell him that you heard it first right here on That's Entertainment Online Radio. Hit him up, send him a, a direct message, and uh, tell him that you, you know, you're interested in getting fit for the new year. And uh, that uh, your former co-host had sent, uh, you heard the advertisement on right here on That's Entertainment, and let them know. Also, uh, this week we're going to be talking about, lots to talk about as usual, we're going to be talking about Whoopi Goldberg, Nick Cannon, Chris North, uh, BTS, Jim and Park, Mosley, Jay Mosley, and a whole lot more. Uh, Nick Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended from The View for two weeks. I'll tell you what was the reason. Uh, Nick Cannon is back in the news. Um, he just let the world know that he is going to be uh, expecting his eighth child after he told us that he was going to go celibate. I will give you my personal opinion on that. Uh, Sex in the City star Chris North, and uh, he is uh, apparently the trailer for the behind-scenes documentary about Sex in the City reboot, reboot did not show his image at all. Uh, you know, he's been... Uh, accused of raping some women and it's just a mess it's just a mess and uh, uh bts jim and park uh was hospitalized he had to go undergo surgery for appendicitis the army was really concerned he went in there monday i think monday afternoon and he also tested positive for covid uh, also, actor Mosley J. Mos- Moses J. Mosley, the actor who p- appeared in such uh, TV and film projects like The Walking Dead, The Hunger Games, and Watchmen, has died. It's so sad. And another uh, another sad news: Miss USA 2019 Chelsea Chris has also died. Uh, she had committed suicide. She was living here in New York. She was a former 
pageant queen, Miss USA 2019. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2022 nomination were just released this morning. I'll tell you all about it. So let's get started. Without further ado, Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended from The View for two weeks for her comments about the Holocaust. Was well, not about racism. She she was making comments that saying that the Holocaust Holocaust was not about racism. The EGOT winner, who's now 66, apologized on Tuesday's show, but that wasn't enough to satisfy ABC News executives. ABC's news president Kim Godwin said, "Quote: Whoopi has shown through her actions over many years that she understands the horror of the Holocaust, and she started today's show with that recognition. But words matter, and we must be cognizant of the impact our words have." Unquote. Now, Goldberg, who is not Jewish, caught flack from many groups after she affirmed on Monday's show that the Holocaust was about two white groups of people and therefore couldn't be about race. Jewish leaders and advocates pointed out that Nazis considered Jews to be an inferior race, a crucial part of the belief system that spawned the horrors of the Holocaust. Um, the U.S. Holocaust Museum tweeted on Monday saying, in, in an indirect response to Goldberg, saying, quote, racism was central to Nazis' ideology. Jews were not defined by religion but by race. Nazi racist beliefs fueled genocide and mass murder, unquote. Goldberg apologized Tuesday saying her understanding of race was more narrow. And Nick Cannon felt like he was out of control when he learned that he had impregnated a fifth woman, model breed Ticey, with his eighth child. Um, the 41-year-old actor and comedian said on Tuesday broadcast of the Nick Cannon show that the daytime talk show that launched in September that uh, that was when he decided to take a uh, celibacy pledge. And this is what he um, said. Uh, Nick said, quote, um, I felt like I was out of control. This is what he said after learning about uh, Ticey's uh, pregnant in 2021. At the time, his therapist had advised him to chill out so he could focus on being the best father he could be and the best businessman that he could be. Now, Cannon had vowed to make it uh, into the year end, which made it all the more confusing for fans to see his gender-revealed party just a few weeks into 2022, even as he mourned the loss of his son, Zen. His child with Alyssa Scott, from which they lost um, their child from brain cancer at the age of five. um, No, I'm sorry, he he was only five months old uh, late last year. Uh, this whole process has been very difficult for me. I've known about pre-pregnancy for a while now, since before my youngest son, Zen, passed in December. This is what Cannon said in a Monday broadcast. He also said, quote, this was always in the back of my mind. When is the right time? How do I share this? We didn't expect Zen to pass away. Bearing all to the rumor report, um, host Angela Yee on Tuesday broadcast, uh, Cannon revealed that taking a few months break had helped him. Cannon shared that his 10-year-old twins, Monroe and Moroccan Cannon with XY Mariah Carey, has a, also, he also has a 4-year-old son with Golden Sagan Cannon and a 13-month-old daughter named Powerful Queen Cannon with Brittany Bell and another set of twins, Zion 
um, and Zillion with Abby De La Rosa. Um, you know, the former comedian actress Joan Rivers used to say, "Can we talk? Can can we talk?" You know, this is not a good look. You know, don't get me wrong. I like Nick Cannon. I think he's a funny guy. I love his uh, talk show. I love his new show. I love his his show, Wildin' Out. But, Nick, come on now. Eight kids. My concern was his former baby mama, Alyssa Scott, who, again, lost her child just five months ago. And now you have another woman pregnant, and she is expecting a boy. Nick, that's not a good. I, I mean, I just don't understand what you, what you're doing. I mean, you're out here getting everybody pregnant. I mean, you you have bringing all these babies in the world. You can't be at eight places all at once. And just because you have the money, the status, the, uh, you're a celebrity, doesn't necessarily mean that puts you in a good dad category because you're going to miss out on something. And a lot of, all his children are really young. They're still babies except for um, the two that he had with Mariah Carey, uh, um, Morocco, Moroccan, and Monroe. Okay, they're 10 years old. The rest are babies, 4 years old, 13 months old, and now you got this one. It's just not a good look. Now, he's, I mean, what happened to the Celebe thing? I, I just, I just, if that was a woman, you know it would have been a whole different story. But it's like this is okay. This, is, I mean, we're accepting this kind of behavior, and it's not good. It, it, it's just, I know, I just, I just don't like it. I just think that, you know, just take care of the ones that you do have. You know, don't be going out here and every pretty woman that you see, you gotta you gotta lay in the bed with her. I mean, I, I just don't get it. You know, you gotta take care. Of it, you know, and and we don't t- we shouldn't take our successes for granted because there could be a moment in time where we could lose everything just like that. Now, what you gonna do? It's, you know, Nick Cannon is no different. I mean, he could lose. Everything in just a blink of an eye. That that all his shows and movies that can go away like this. You gotta make sure you you. I just I just don't think it's a good example. I, I don't know if he's doing this for sport, uh, you know. And I know he loves his children, but damn, Nick. And but uh, his. The, the the woman that he had the child, Zanby, who lost their child five months ago, she's at peace with it. I She's posted on her social media that she's at peace with it. Um, the woman that he had, who's pregnant now with his child, says she uh, had to wait for the right time because she heard about the other son that he lost, and I guess they had to figure out when was the right time to share the news. 
and she just got her, she just got her divorce finalized. She's married. She was married to a, uh, an NFL player. I, I forgot the guy's name, but uh, I don't know. I just think this is too much. I don't know. I mean, Alyssa Scott is a better woman than me because, you know, I just lost my baby. And now you got the next woman pregnant, and she's expecting a boy as well. But she says she's at peace with it. So right now we have uh, 16 minutes after the hour. This is February. This is Black History Month. And I mentioned earlier in the show and uh, last week that um, during this time, I'm going to give you a little black history uh, knowledge about uh, some of the people African Americans who uh, contribute to this society and world that we was never taught about in school, and for this week we're going to be talking about Frederick Jones. Now I, I don't think he's any relation to me. You know I'm I'm still thinking about doing the ancestry DNA thing, but uh, Frederick Jones was a African American inventor and entrepreneur. He is credited for his general invention of the portable refrigerator. He received over 60 patents for his other inventions. Jones managed to achieve all these accomplishments while living in the era of Jim Crow laws and other propaganda used against black Americans. Uh, he was born on May 17, 1893 in Covington, Kentucky, and at the early age of nine, he lost both his parents, and he was then put under the care of a priest. He left school after sixth grade, and he thought the strict educational system wasn't suited for him. By uh, 11 years old, he returned to his hometown in Cincinnati, where he taught himself mechanical engineering, taught himself. During World War I, Jones was deployed as an American soldier to France, and he became known for his skills in fixing military gear. And after the war, he made a living working at a repair shop, a steamship, at a hotel, and on the railroads. And around the same time, he started inventing things such as a radio transmitter for the Minnesota City radio station, a gasoline motor that could start on its own, as well as a race car that he used to compete in local race events. He designed them so well that they always beat the other races, even an airplane once. He also built movie sound equipment that supported the advancement of the film industry in the late 1920s. Jones became most popular for his invention of the first, the first automatic refrigeration system for railroad cars and trucks that traveled long distances in 1935, and it became beneficial in avoiding spoilage of food as well as blood and medicine during World War II. He eventually co-founded the U.S. Thermo Control Company, later the Thermo King Corporation. And throughout his life, he was awarded 61 patents in which 40 were refrigerated uh, refrigeration equipment, while others were for portable x-ray machines, sound equipment, and gasoline engines. Uh, unfortunately, he died from lung cancer in, in 1961, but he was inspired by a lot of black people that, you know, they can do whatever they inspire to do even when living in a rather unfair environment. So that's our Black History Moment for this week. Frederick Jones, an African-American inventor and entrepreneur who is credited for great inventions 
for even for the portable refrigerator. Didn't know that, did you? Interesting fact. Uh, also, this uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, let's continue on with our show. Uh, you know, um, Chris North, um, his character seemed like it's just become a blimp. It's like it's no longer relevant. It's like it's just dead. And a trailer for the behind-the-scenes documentary about the Sex and the City reboot ignored the man behind Big after multiple women accused the actor of sexual abuse. Instead, the two-minute trailer that was released on Monday focused on Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Christian Davis, as well as their new co-stars. The documentary, which was premiered on HBO Max on Thursday, along with the end, just like that season finale, offered a unique behind-the-scenes look at the filming of the new chapter, according to a description of it. The three leading women featured as well as Sarah Ramirez, Mario Cantone, David Eigenberg, who's also a friend to the show, Evan Handler, Nicole Irie Parker, Karen Pittman, Sarita Chowdhury, showrunner Michael Patrick King, and costume designers Molly Rogers and Danny Santiago. Shortly after the premiere of And Just Like That, two women told The Hollywood Reporter that North had raped them, one in Los Angeles in 2004 and the other in New York in 2015. A third woman told The Daily Beat that North digitally penetrated her without her consent in 2010 when she was just 18. A fourth claimed he groped her at her New York apartment in 2002, then threatened to ruin her singing career if she told anyone. The 67-year-old actor has denied all allegations of misconduct. Uh, His character, who has finally settled down with Carrie, died at the end of the first episode of the revival series from a Peloton-induced heart attack. A planned uh, flashback in the season finale was reportedly scrubbed after the allegations North was also fired from the CBS show The Equalizer. BTS Jimin Park is in the hospital after undergoing surgery for appendicitis and testing positive for COVID, according to the group label Big Hit Music. The Korean singer is currently recuperating after the procedure and is expected to make a speedy recovery. Jimin experienced sudden abdominal pain and a mild sore throat on Sunday, January 30th, and was taken to the emergency room that day. Uh, that's what the label said in the statement posted to Reverse. Uh, he was diagnosed with acute appendicitis and tested positive for COVID with doctors performing surgery on the singer as early as Monday morning. Uh, he will receive uh, a few days of inpatient treatment for COVID-19 in conjunction with his post-operative care. And the surgery was, was a successful one, and uh, Jamin is currently recuperating after his procedure. Uh, he is expected to stay in the hospital for several days and continues to have a mild sore throat. The label added that the singer was not in contact with the group others member, V, Jungkook, Sugar, Jen, RM, and J-Ho, while he was infectious. Uh, RM, Jen, and Sugar, they tested positive for coronavirus in December and made a quick recovery. The company places the artist's health at uh, their top priority and will do with everything uh, within their, their care to aid Jimin in his speedy recovery. 
the South Korean group, which recently headlined four sold-out shows at Los Angeles SoFi uh, so Stadium, is currently on an extended period of rest for the first time since 2019. BTS appeared on the cover of Rolling Stone last year. The group spoke about the incredible success of the United States and how their virality has sparked change. And Moses J. Mosley, an actor who appeared in high-profile TV and film projects, including The Walking Dead, The Hunger Games, and Watchmen, has died at the age of 31. His death was confirmed by his manager, who said Mosley died in Stockbridge, Georgia, which is part of the Atlanta area. A cause of death has not been released by his team. An investigation is open after Mosley was found dead last Wednesday, according to TMZ, with the outlet reporting that his death is being looked at by authorities at a, as a potential suicide. Officials have not released any uh, possible causes of death publicly. Uh, family members told TMZ that Mosley suffered a gunshot wound. Mosley uh, portrayed one of the zombies kept as a pet by uh, Danny uh, Guerrero. Uh, then yeah, and uh, on The Walking Dead and appearing on episodes of the AMC show between 2012 and 2015. The actor also played a resident of District 11 in 2013's Hunger Game, Catching Fire, and appeared in the comedy film The Internship that same year. Miss USA 2019 Chelsea Chris has died. Her family confirmed to people she was 30 years old. Authorities said Chris had died Sunday after jumping from a 60-story building at 350 West 42nd Street here in New York City around 7.15 a.m. local time. Chris reportedly lived on the ninth floor of the Orion building and was last seen on the, at the 29th floor terrace. Uh, Chris, an attorney, was crowned Miss USA as Miss North Carolina in May of 2019. She and, and she and three other women, Nia Amani Franklin, Miss America, Kaylee Garris, Miss Teen USA, and Zabini Tunzi, Miss Universe, became the first group of black women to hold the title in a single year. Uh, such a shame, uh, you know. Two incredible talents uh, committed suicide um, at such young ages. Uh, if you know anybody who is just facing some issues, if you know someone that can't deal with everyday life and is under distress and just can't cope please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. The Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention, and crisis resources for you or your loved ones. Please, if you are going through it, if you know somebody who's is feeling a certain kind of way and, and thinking about taking their own life, please call the National Suicide Preventive Lifeline. Again, that number is 1-800-273-8255, 1-800-273-8255. Right now we are at the 27 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about... Um, this uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2022 nominations. They were just released this morning, and I'll tell you the list of the nominees that's in uh, this uh, the 2022 uh, class. 
Also, we're going to be talking about Neil Young. He's going. To, he hopes that uh, his music. You know, he just left Spotify, and he wants to bring his music to Amazon Music for a free trial. And also, we're going to be talking about India Irie. She's the latest artist to remove her music from Spotify as well. I'll tell you her reason. And uh, Simon Cowell just had another accident on an e-bike. Remember I was telling you he also had broke his back the last time? Well, this time he broke his arm. And uh, Lil Nas X is going to be animated. I'll tell you, he's joining the comic book universe. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere.
Tune in to That's Entertainment, the number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have 27 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from Joel Corey featuring Maple and I Wish. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2022 nominations are here. They were released this morning, Wednesday morning, and the list of 17 includes seven first-time nominees, including Beck, Duran Duran, Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie, and Eminem. Also appearing on the ballot for the first time and making New York City proud are Carly Simon and A Tribe Called Quest. The New York area is well represented in this year's class of nominees overall. Singer Pat Benatar, born in Brooklyn, yeah, and raised on Long Island. Punk act The New York Dolls, which formed in Manhattan, and Dion Warwick from the city of Orange, New Jersey, all made the cut. Progressive 80 bands Devo and Eurythmics are also being considered for induction, along with the late Nigerian multi-instrumentalist Fila Kuti and English singer Kate Bush. Hard Rockers, MC5, Rage Against the Machine, and Judas Priest round out the rundown of nominees. The inductees, which usually include roughly a third of those nominated, will be named in May. And Neil Young hopes a free Amazon Music trial will be music to his fans' ears. The rocker urged his Twitter followers to listen to his song through a four-month free trial on Amazon Music after he boycotted Spotify over COVID-19 vaccine misinformation. The Twitter announcement came days after Rolling Stone reported that Young wrote a letter telling his team that he wanted his music taken off of Spotify. He also referenced that Spotify offers the podcast host by Joe Rogan, who has has garnered criticism for comments about the vaccine, including suggesting last year that young and healthy people don't need to get inoculated against the virus. Joni Mitchell and guitarist Neil uh, Lofgren have both followed uh, Young's lead and boycotted Spotify in recent days. Excuse me. India Ari, she wants to remove her music from Spotify, too. <coughs> Excuse me. The four-time Grammy Award-winning neo-soul diva has joined a growing group of musicians who want their music off of the popular streaming service due to popular podcast host Joe Rogan. But unlike Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, and Neil Lofgren uh, taking a strong stance against the host for spreading COVID-19 and vaccine misinformation, she got a different and very specific reason for doing so. Uh, um, and yeah, Ari wrote on Instagram saying, quote, I find Joe Rogan problematic for reasons other than his COVID interviews. For me, it's also his language around race. What I'm talking about is respect, who gets it and who doesn't. Paying musicians a fraction of a penny and him $100 million, this shows the type of company they are and the company that they keep. I'm tired, unquote. Aries uh, notably the only black artist to stand up catching 
captioned her post saying, quote, I wonder who else is tired. After a recent discussion of the spectrum of shades of people in an episode of his podcast with guest Canadian psychologist and climate change skeptic Jordan Peterson, Rogan said it was strange to call someone black or white based on their skin tone. Last week, Young sent shockwaves throughout the music business when he pulled his music from the streaming service because its host, Rogan, widely popularized podcasts. Mitchell then joined him, citing the same reason. Young Crosby, Still and Nash bandmate Graham Nash said he agreed with Young and he requested that his solo recordings be removed from the audio platform. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, who also has a deal with Spotify, have expressed their concerns about COVID-19 misinformation on the platform. And on Sunday, Spotify announced new plans for combating the spread of misinformation amid the controversy. The next day, Rogan posted a video in which he denies trying to promote mis- misinformation, adding, quote, I'm not trying to be controversial. I never try to do anything with this podcast other than just talk to people and have interesting conversations. Unquote. As of Tuesday evening, um, India Irie music category that's released via Motown, Universal, and BMG through through throughout the last two decades still remain on Spotify. And maybe he should say no to the e-bike now. Simon Cowell broke his arm in an e-bike accident in London, and this is according to multiple reports. The American God Talent judge, who is now 62, was trying to make a turn on January 27th in the English capital when the wheels slid out from under him on a wet road. Cowell broke his arm, bruised his cheek, and may have suffered a concussion, according to TMZ. He was released from the hospital the same day he was injured. The latest accident is Cole's second, Cowell's second on an electric bike. He seriously injured his back in August of 2020, requiring a six-hour surgery to insert a metal rod to help repair his back. In that case, Cowell was reportedly testing the bike outside his home in Malibu, California. When he crashed, he was hospitalized for several days. Um, you know, you know, and I, I can understand. I, I had, I had an accident on an e-bike. I was in Australia in December of 2019, riding along the beach in Melbourne, and rolled my back. Um, I mean, sorry, rolled my the e-bike across a, like a small pile of sand, and I was I was next thing you know I was getting up off the sand, and I was with a, a crew of people. We was touring. It was like a bicycle tour, and the people that were on the same tour with me, they were so nice and friendly. They helped me up. They made sure I was all right. They asked if I was okay, but if you're not careful, water, sand, grit. Something about that e-bike, it, it, it just, I don't know if it doesn't hold the traction, I don't know, because you're moving, will have you skid out, and next thing you know, you're coming off the ground. And if you're not careful, and the older you are, you can break something. I ended up having a few bruises, but, you know, nothing was broken, thank God, but you got to be careful, and... You know, Simon's not getting, you know, he, he's up in his age. He's 62. So, you know, obviously he's, he, I mean, he's not having luck with these bikes, so he has to really be careful. Also, um, Lil Nas X is more animated than ever before with his entry into the comic book universe. 
That's right. The Grammy Award-winning hip-hop provocateur is the subject of a new comic book hitting shelves this week. The Oregon-based Tidal Wave Comics announced that the Old Town Road crooner is the latest phase of his popular Fame series, which celebrates the life and career achievements of pop icons. Written by the independent publishing company chief Darren G. Davis and illustrated by artist Victor Mora, the tale of Lil Nas X, whose given name is Motero Lamar Hill, is illustrated across 22 pages. The title explored the 22-year-old superstar life story from his childhood in the Atlanta area to becoming one of the most influential voices of his generation and provocative music act of his time. Scenes depicted in the collectible include Little Nas' ex-parents divorcing, his high school yearbook photo, and his discovery of social media, which eventually changed his life. The famed comic book series previously featured musical artists such as Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Madonna, David Bowie, and Tina Turner. Fame Lil Nas X is available for sale in print on Amazon and also be downloaded on Comizology, Drive Through Comics, Google Play, Overdrive, iTunes, Kindle, Biblioboard, Nook, Kobo, and whatever ebooks are sold. Ten days before the 10th anniversary of Whitney Houston's death, a newly released book featuring Brandy reflecting on her idol's legacy and recalling telling her mom that she wanted to be as big as Whitney Houston. In an essay in a new book called Didn't We Almost Have It All in Defense of Whitney Houston, which pays homage to the late music icon, illustrious and complicated legacy, Brandy says she counted Houston as her biggest influence. Award-winning cultural critic and former Los Angeles Times music writer uh, Jarek Kennedy's new book, released Tuesday, explores the duality of the I Will Always Love You singer life as both a woman in the spotlight and someone who often had to hide who she truly was. The Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter, also known as Brandy Norwood, penned the foreword to the book, which has already generated buzz for recent excerpts released about Houston lesbian romance with ex-bestie Robin. In the nearly 2,000-word entry, the I Want to Be Down singer recounts her early days of emulating Houston's singing style. Whitney, and and this is what Brandy said. She said, uh, quote, Whitney made me feel like anything was possible, even though everything she was doing had been so impossible for black girls to achieve. She was the result of so much, and she was the reason why it could be everything I wanted to be, why any of us who came after her could be anything we wanted to be, unquote. After hitting it big on the pop charge and becoming a household name in her own right, Brandy was chosen by Houston to make history, starring alongside her in the 1997 TV movie, Roger and Hammerstein, Cinderella. Houston died on Brittany, um, I'm sorry, she died on Brandy's birthday on February 11, 2012. The Queen star says she still can't understand the tragic loss to this day. And uh, Grammy-nominated country star Miggy Guyton scored a major gig at Super Bowl uh, 50, no, 61 to perform the national anthem before the game on February 13 in Los Angeles. The Texas-born artist known for songs such as Better Than You, Left Me, and Black Like Me made history last year as the first black female performer to receive a Grammy nomination for a solo country performance. Guyton wrote in her Instagram post Tuesday that 
she's so excited for her Super Bowl appearance at SoFi uh, Stadium. Uh, the NFL also announced Tuesday that R&B artist Janae Aiko will sing America the Beautiful, and gospel duo Mary Mary will perform Lift Every Voice and Sing. Zed will serve as the Super Bowl's pregame DJ. The previous announced headliners of the Super Bowl halftime show, meanwhile, include rapper Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and Kendrick Lamar, as well as Bronx-born R&B superstar Mary J. Blige. Right now we have 16 minutes after the hour. I'm going to take another music break, and I'll come back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. I wake up to the sound of the silence that allows for my mind to run around with my ear up to the ground. I'm searching to behold the stories that I told from my back into the world. I'm smiling when I turn. Me. 
That's new music from Imagine Dragon featuring Jid and Enemy. Right now we got 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, Taraji P. Henson will get to shake her shimmy for her next big role. The Emmy and Oscar-nominated actress will star as Shug Avery in the musical movie adaptation of Broadway's The Color Purple. She joined previous announced cast members Corey Hawkins in the role of Mr. and and R&B singer Her as Squeak in the forthcoming Warner Brother movie based on Scott Sanders' Tony Award-winning Broadway production. Premiering on Broadway in 2005 and then revived in 2015, the musical is an adaptation of Alice Walker's Pulitzer Prize-winning novel. The Color Purple was first adapted into a film directed by Steven Spielberg in 1985, starring Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah Winfrey, Danny Glover, and Margaret Avery as the scandalous jazz and blues singer Suge Avery. The role of Suge, as she is known, is just as iconic as the movie, first introduced as Mr.'s longtime mistress before becoming Celie's confidant and teaching her about love and sex. The character is also uh, immortalized for her musical proudness. In the Spielberg film, Avery performed the show-stopping song Miss Sally's Blues and uh, Maybe God is Trying to Tell You Something, which was sung by Tata Vega. And Tata Vega followed me on Instagram, which I was so happy about. Uh, In the 2016 John Dole-directed revival, Oscar and Grammy winner Jennifer Hudson made her Broadway debut as Shug Avery. Tony Award-winning heavyweights like Heather Headley and uh, Jennifer Holliday replaced her before the production ended. Tammy Slayton, uh, who stars at TLC's 1,000 Pound Sisters, is recovering after she was rushed to the hospital and put into a medical-induced coma. Slayton's brother, Chris, said that the 35-year-old reality star was hospitalized as seen in the TLC show season finale as a result of her having taken a turn for the worse a day after she got to a weight loss rehab facility. Slayton, who went to the Ohio facility as she was contending with depression, heavy drinking, and vaping, had quit breathing after her brother and sister-in-law dropped her off. And this is according to the outlet. After being told that Slayton's lungs had given up and like her body is shutting down, her sister Amanda said that the family was facing uh, making funeral arrangements for the TV personality just as she had the courage to step out and get the help that she needs. Slayton was put on a ventilator and in a medical-induced coma, and it was touch and go for a while, with Chris saying that doctors didn't know if she was going to make it through the night or through the next hour. Miraculously, though, she, uh, Slayton woke up about after four days of her family watching over her and said she wanted to go home, and this is according to People. Slayton, who was subsequently given a uh a tracheotomy to easily facilitate any future breathing support was able to return to rehab three weeks later and Chris said that after a month there she already lost 115 pounds. Slayton's other sister Amy said that the TLC star is still alive. 
An audience keeps singing the praises of We Don't Talk About Bruno at a historic rate. The hit song from Encanto reached the number one spot on this week's Billboard U.S. Hot 100, giving Disney its second-ever chart-topping single from an animated movie. The first song to achieve the feat was A Whole New World from Aladdin, which did so nearly three decades ago in 1993. Written by Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda, We Don't Talk About Bruno see members of the magical um, magical family explained through songs why discussing Bruno, who had the ability to foresee the future, becomes a taboo topic. Encanto, which came out in theaters in November, centered on an enchanted household in Colombia where every member except Maribel had a superhuman ability. It arrived on Disney Plus in December. Bruno, who is Maribel's uncle, is voiced in the movie by John Leguizamo. We Don't Talk About Bruno reached the top spot on the Billboard single chart after finishing last week at number two. In 2014, the catchy Let It Go from Disney Frozen peaked at number five on the Hot 100 list. And Rachel Maddow is taking some time off work to do more work. The MSNBC host announced Monday night that she's going on a hiatus to work on some side gigs, including serving as an executive producer on the Ben Stiller-directed movie adaptation of her book and podcast, Bagman, about Richard Nixon's vice president, Spiro Agnew. Maddo, who was broadcasting from home due to COVID-19 exposure, will stay on the air until Thursday, then expect to be back in April. She said uh, she will return for a special event like the State of the Union. Maddow did not announce who would be filling in for her, but is expected to be replaced by a rotating group of guest hosts. She signed a new contract last year that will keep her at MSNBC through 2024. And Americans believe that Friends is the best TV ever show, according to a new poll. Commissioned by the YouTube TV and conducted by one poll, the study revealed that uh, that 2000 adult survey, the popular NBC sitcom starring Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Perry, and David Swimmer was the cream of the crop and the top of the heap. From a list of 35 iconic TV shows, the top most watched are the 1990 rating uh, Juggernaut Friends at 43% and the Larry David-created Seinfeld at 40%. Three in four respondents say they will always stop to watch their favorite TV shows no matter how they're feeling. Other shows people will stop to watch are HBO epic fantasy series like Games of Thrones, the 80s sitcoms Three's Company, and the Kelsey Grammer-fronted Cheers spinoff, Frasier. 36% loved another NBC star-making vehicle, The Office, while 35% gave thumb up to the seminal Korean War set sitcom, Match. Released on January 31st, this new poll data revealed that nearly a fifth of their respondents, 19%, considered the 80s and the 90s the best decade for television. Only 7% believe that we're currently living in the best era for television. Other findings of the poll show that 45% still have recordings of their favorite TV show episodes on VHS tapes or DVDs, while 37% said that their favorite show is no longer on the air, and 21% yearn to go back in time to watch them live on TV or in person. 
Yeah, um, only a few of the shows on this list I can agree on. Three Company came at number four, and The Wire came on at number, uh, no, The Simpsons came out at nine at 29%, and The Wire came at, at number 10 and Family Guy came at 12 at 27%. The Sopranos came out 13 at 26%. And Sex and the City came out uh, at 14 at uh, 24%. And uh, Rihanna seemed to have baby on the brain now. The 33-year-old singer is pregnant and expecting her first child with boyfriend ASAP, Rocky. The duo was photographed over the weekend in Harlem, the rapper's hometown, where Rihanna is showing her bare baby bump under an open, oversized pink coat and a bejeweled gold cross. The couple went public with their relationship in November of 2020, following months of speculation after Rihanna split from billionaire Hassan Jamil. The love of my life, that's what ASAP Rocky called Rihanna in a May GQ cover shoot. He called her My Lady. Neither parents to be have commented publicly on the expected arrival. So congratulations to Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. Now, a lot of people are asking, now I wonder what Drake and Chris Brown are saying about this, because remember, she also dated Drake, and Drake had publicized his love for Rihanna at one of the award shows, and uh, Chris Brown uh, and Rihanna, they were each other's first love until that domestic uh, violence attack, which caused them to break up and get back together and then break up again. The box office dominance of Spider-Man No Way Home remains in full swing. The superhero blockbuster led all movies at the North American box office for the sixth time in seven weekends, making $11 million between Friday and Sunday. Spider-Man No Way Home has grossed more than $735 million since its mid-December release and more than $1.7 billion worldwide. It currently stands at the sixth highest grossing film in the world. The latest tri- triumph by Spider-Man came during a weekend without any new releases from the major film studio as well as a major snowstorm that whacked many major cities on the East Coast. The third movie to star Tom Holland as Spider-Man is by far the highest grossing film to be released during a COVID-19 pandemic that has caused repeated challenges for the film industry. Audiences audiences have continued to show up for superhero movies with 2021 top four earners featuring Marvel's characters, Chang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, and Venom, Let There Be Carnage, both made more than $200 million domestically, while Black Widow exceeded $180 million. And how many of you guys saw the uh, Janet Jackson documentary last weekend, the two-part series on, uh, it was on Lifetime and A&E? Well, um, if you didn't see it, cover your ears, but if you did see it, she is asking fans to change their tunes about the Nipplegate controversy involving Justin Timberlake at the at the uh, 2004 Super Bowl. The pop star said that she and Timberlake are very good friends in a message that aired during her new four-part Lifetime documentary series. Jackson, who is now 55, said in the video, which was recorded this month, she said, quote, 
this whole thing was blown way out of proportion. Of course, it was an accident that should not have happened, but everyone's looking for someone to blame, and that got to stop. Justin and I are very good friends, and we will always be very good friends. We spoke just a few days ago, and he and I have moved on, and it's time for everyone else to do the same. On the quote, Timberlake infinitely tore away a piece of Jackson outfit exposing her breasts with pasties covering her nipples during the halftime show at Super Bowl 38 in Houston. Following the performance, a representative for Jackson described the incident as an accident, saying that Jackson and Timberlake planned for him to rip away part of the costume, but then intended for her breast to be exposed. Jackson's career was hurt by the incident, and last year Timberlake apologized to Jackson and his ex, Britney Spears, in an Instagram post saying he had failed them and that he was sorry for the time he spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. And uh, iHeartRadio has finally revealed its lineup of performers for the 2022 Living Black Celebration. Among the headliners of the event, which is held to be Celebrate Black History Month, are Lizzo, Her, Big Sean, and Moneybags Yo. The radio network announced the list uh, last month. In addition to the four musicians, the likes of uh, uh, Ari Lennox, Alicia Keys, J. Cole, John Legend, Saweetie, and... Uh, others that are set to make appearances. The month-long event will take place at black-owned businesses across the United States as well as the iHeartRadio Theater in Los Angeles. Fans can also enjoy the show by streaming on TikTok on Wednesday, February 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It will also be broadcast live on the iHeartRadio app and on iHeartMedia, hip-hop, and R&B stations. Following its premiere, the full event will be available to stream on its official iHeartRadio YouTube and Facebook pages on February 24th at 8 p.m. Eastern, and it will conclude on March 6th. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.